Hey everyone, welcome to 11 Questions. This is your host Taman Tiwana and today we are talking to Kishan Shah who is an author and also a podcaster. Let's get to know him with 11 Questions. Hi Kishan, welcome to 11 Questions. Hi, how are you? Good. I'm going to start by asking a very simple question today. How do you spend your weekends? Normally I'm quite boring, I'd say. I'm quite antisocial. So normally uh working or just with a couple of friends. Or with my youth group, uh, that's that's how I spend my weekends. And what's your favorite place in the world? My ashram, which is in Dharampur in India. Yeah, it's my favorite place in the entire world. Uh, so it's in South Gujarat. It's peaceful, serenity, friends, family, my guru, obviously, and it's beautiful as well. So it's in the middle, of, on a hilltop, in the middle of nowhere, where it's just uh, it's the most peaceful place in the most chaotic country in the world. So. Yeah, for yeah. sure, that's my favorite. You well, can find those places in India. Like, you don't think yeah. they're there, but there are a lot of them. Yeah, exactly. I think India is a place where you can find any, everything. You know, if you want the best of the best and the worst of the worst, it's, it's all the best. My favorite country in the world. And if you could grab a drink with any person in the world, which person would you pick and what would that drink be? Ooh, this is tough. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go satisfaction, Man United manager. And I would have a coffee only because I want to stay alert and be in the conversation and soak as much in as possible because throughout my life, he's given me so much joy and happiness. So yeah, it would be him for sure. That's a smart choice to get coffee. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I know you are a podcaster. Yeah. What's your favorite thing about podcasting? Conversations. Having conversations with people uh, and it can go anywhere. I like, I don't plan much for my podcast so I kind of know what the person's interested in and then we just talk and I love talking to people and learning and listening and just um, being inspired by other people as well and learning from their successes just letting them have a platform where they can talk about themselves because people love talking about themselves so I love being able to facilitate that yeah yeah I think I can relate with that a lot well, I can imagine like you must have so many interesting conversations with so many so many great people, right? And I think you feel like energized afterwards. Like, I don't know, for myself, I feel like so energetic after I've had a wonderful conversation, even though it's quite tiring sometimes, but you just feel alive. Yeah. And I've met people I never thought I would meet because of my podcast. Mm. So that's amazing on its own. And then on top of it, every person has something that you can learn. Yeah. There's like tiny nuggets of wisdom in each conversation I have. And that's probably my favorite thing. For sure. I think meeting new people as well, like we've just met and we've had this, we're starting our conversation. You don't realize how easy it is to actually speak to people. Yeah. You can just talk and then you just talk and then all of a sudden an hour has passed and you're like, how, where did the time go? Yeah. So talk to strangers, even though your parents told you not to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, this is a safe setup. We are virtually yeah, exactly. apart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And is there something you don't like about the whole podcasting process? I think uh, how many hours it takes for me to, the fact that no one, only other podcasters would actually know the time effort it takes to create a podcast, do a podcast, edit it. And obviously if you have video as well, then you have got all that set up and that's quite lonely. And uh, listening to my voice over and over again, all you hear is your own mistakes. I know. I hate my voice. <laughs> you hear all your arms and your R's and because I have a habit of when somebody else is speaking, like, hmm, hmm. And I have to keep, like, lowering the volume. It's a painful procedure. So I think um, that 
part, even though I, I do enjoy it, it's it's a bit it's so um detail orientated that it can be quite annoying. Yeah, no, it's it's exhausting. Even though you enjoy it, you have to listen to the same episode so many times. By the time you're done, you're like, okay, I don't care about this anymore. Yeah. I just need to <laughs> yeah. this. Yeah, exactly. And then you feel like, is it boring? You know, then you're, oh, you can't, you kind of like second guess yourself, like, because you've heard the conversation so much. Like, is this even interesting anymore? Is this even like worth it? But then when you put it out there, obviously people do it the first time. So yeah, it can be quite a weird space to be in. And I also used to do a lot of, like you said, mm, but I learned recently to just nod on video so <laughs> yeah. that I can get rid of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, need, I need to learn from you. <laughs> you have also written a book, right? Yeah. I'm curious what made you interested in writing. This is a very long answer. I never really liked writing when I was in school or nothing like that. I was maths. That was my forte. I was a... Uh, something like rationality and I had an interest in philosophy but nothing too deep actually what happened was when I was in school my sister had to write a poem for like homework because she's like three years younger than me so I just wrote it for her you know as an older brother I just wrote it for her and I realized it was actually quite easy for me to do and it was actually pretty good and everyone liked it at home but this was when I was still pretty young and then I just forgot about it like and then when I went to university uh, a few things happened I was with the perfect environment. Two of my friends were um, freestylers and rappers. So they were rapping all the time, every single day. And at the same time, I just met my guru in my life and I started exposing myself to spirituality and philosophy. I had all these questions and I had all these insightful thoughts that was going on in my own mind. And then because I was in that environment, I just started writing, uh, rapping as well. And I just started writing on my phone. And that same feeling I got when I was writing for my sister, that ease, the simplicity. But this time there was a direction. I was like, oh my God, I'm so like um, fascinated about all these topics. Stuff that was happening inside of me that I didn't even know about was coming through my words. And it really became like an addiction, like an obsession, I would say. Like I just couldn't stop writing. I was writing all the time. And then slowly, slowly with my group's guidance, I started writing poetry and um, performing it as well in front of like, hundreds of people right at the beginning and that gave me the confidence that actually this was resonating and it was cutting across like age groups as well like people were really old to really young were loving what I was doing it was fueling me so much so I asked my guru that I wanted a name because all my favorite rappers had different names and even growing up as superheroes right you have one real name and one superhero name so I always wanted a name and then he blessed me with the name third and then the year afterwards I gave him my first book which was literally sheets of paper like I printed from Word. It was nothing great at all. And then I started that propelled to the second book and to a third book, which I actually got properly designed, properly printed, and actually sold, had a concert in 2015. And then that became the fourth book and the fourth book was completely different. It was that I was on a pilgrimage in India in Shivaji in 2015. And my guru actually told me before that that um I could say a poem to me every day. So I had that thought in my mind while I was on the pilgrimage and it was like a nine day, nine day like a uh, pilgrimage, I'd say. And every single day, because he said that to me, I wrote on my phone. On the eighth day, when I was actually climbing Shikaji, I realized, oh my God, I've actually written a book. Like this is not just words on, on my phone. This was actually deep ideas. And I spent three years after that formulating it, writing it, fleshing it out. And that became the problem. So, um, that was a very long answer for a very short question. 
But I love it. That's amazing. How I my favorite part is how you described it as something that became an addiction for you. I think that's so important for something to become a part of your life for you to actually do it. Because I myself want to write, but I don't think I'm there yet. Like I don't yeah. actually put time towards it. There's like obsession and addiction can be quite a negative connotation, and I, I get it. Of course, when it goes to an extreme, it can be. But for me, it was this this real pursuit of just do something with my life and and to be the best i think you have to be obsessed by it. you know you, you see all the great people in the world they got where they were because of the dedication and their yeah you you need it to a certain level for sure if you don't have that drive it's very hard for you to be successful for sure but i think um for you you should just start just start <laughs> you never know yeah i feel like i have too much on my plate right now <laughs> that's my <laughs> go-to excuse <laughs> <laughs> yeah where do you find inspiration for your writings? This question is, I'm going to answer it differently. I think inspiration is an attitude. Like, I think if you're just open to the world, it, you can find inspiration everywhere. Like, if I'm just in that space of being open and being observant, I find a lot of inspiration by just watching people or, or things or people interact or just nature. If you're just observant and you just look and you're open, everything can inspire you, you know, like, that you have to have that attitude of seeking inspiration in the first place and i don't wait for it to just hit me i just i'm always looking i'm always wanting to be inspired and i think that's really helped me and that keeps that creative juices flowing and obviously like i speak more about the spiritual philosophical aspects of life but i can look at a tree and i can find that in there you know i can find um, what i'm looking for in everything so that's where i find inspiration from and when you write, do you follow like a routine or is it more like when inspiration strikes or you get an idea? That's when you write. Uh, it's both. I think um, if I get an idea, I have to write it down. It could be two lines. It could be, oh, this would be a great book idea or form idea, whatever it is. I just write it down on my notes, mainly on my notes on my phone because you always on your phone these days. But because writing has now become um, more disciplined, I, have, um, I consider myself a writer. I love writing books. And for that, you have to have structure and you have to give yourself like, all right, today I'm going to write at this point in that time. Normally for me, it's at nighttime. That's when I find like everyone's sleeping. So psychologically, I feel everyone's just quiet. There's more quiet in the air. So I find it more easier to be creative. But I do give myself specific days where I have to write. Like if I'm writing an article. I can't wait for it. If I have a deadline, I have to write that's when it becomes broken. If it hits me, I have to put it down on paper, but I do give myself dedicated hours in a week to make sure that I am writing. And if it happens, at least I'm given that time where I'm just writing. And if it's rubbish, it's rubbish, but at least, at least I'm writing. So I'm still in the in practice mode. Yeah, I've heard it from so many writers that there has to be some sort of routine and discipline. Even if you don't want to write, it has to be there. You have to have deadlines. And that's something that I wasn't very good at because it's like, oh, it's inspiration. Like, it's just going to flow. And, you know, and I realized, no, that's actually like the worst way you could do something because you'd rather it be finished than perfect. You know, you have to put an end date to everything. So having a deadline puts that pressure on just finishing it. It's never going to be perfect. And it's never going to be the best thing ever. It's just, it's done and then you move forward. So that's what I really understood and that's what's something that I've incorporated as well in, in what I do. Outside of writing and podcasting, what else do you do? I follow a spiritual path. So that is very important to me. I think so a lot of on my time, like my sadhanas and um 
reading and this that, and the other and listening to my guru so that's a massive part of my life that's probably why I don't have much of a social life <laughs> these days because I put uh, that fulfills me more I play football a massive sports fan sports is massive in my house I used to play cricket when I was younger so sports is something that holds a lot of time too much time sometimes in my my YouTube searches <laughs> I'm always looking for football information I'm a teacher so I also teach maths so I tutor maths now. I used to be a teacher in school. So that is something that I, I love doing, especially the tutoring format. It's less pressure and you're imparting knowledge. And I absolutely love it. It's that one hour is probably my favorite hour of the day, like um, being with a student and watching them grow. And I organize uh, charity events. And um, again, something that I've had previous, I worked for a charity for like nine months. And we went to Calais twice, which is like a refugee hotspot in France to help the refugees and that was a, a exhilarating experience and and I realized if you really want to change people and change people's minds you have to um include experience within that like if you want to change people's aspects when it comes to the environment or trees then you have to give them the experience of trees you know you can't just do an intellectual conversation people have to actually go out there and feel and um that's what I do that's quite a lot <laughs> yeah yeah if you were to be deserted on an island, which three books would you take with you? Ooh, three books. Can I, is a series count? Technically, no, but I myself always answer this way. If somebody asks me three books, I'll be like, Harry Potter series. So I have like seven books in there. Yeah, I, I have to include it because it was such a massive part of my childhood. Like I've read it so many times and I think it's so incredibly written. You know, forget the storyline, but the way she links the first book to the last book. I can't look past it. So it has to be that. I put Conversation with God, the series, Neil Donald Walsh. It's really philosophical and, but conversational. And that really changed a lot of things at that time of my life. Like it answered so many questions and it taught me that you can actually ask questions on the spiritual path. Like when I was younger, it was, I was shunned of asking questions. Those collections of books were extremely heart touching and they really channeled my life forward. And I'm going to say The Alchemist, uh, maybe a cop-out, but I absolutely love that book. Again, the way it's written, um, it really encapsulates storytelling, simplicity and, and depth. And that's something that every writer wants to do, right? To tell a simple story, but add so much, pack so much meaning into it. Again, an, another wonderful, wonderful book. I'm definitely missing out so many books. And after this conversation, I'm going to be like, oh my God, <laughs> why did I mention these books? But those are the three that came to my head straight away. So I will stick with these three. For our last question, if you were to pick one interesting life experience to share with us, what would you tell us today? I'm going to go spiritual. Is that okay? Anything. Anything that's interesting yeah. to you. Okay, perfect. Uh, uh, this, was, this was one of the favorite uh, moments of my life. So I went to Sadhguru's ashram in uh, South India, Goyambato. He has a Dhyana Lingam and I had no expectation so you have a Lingam in the middle and a massive dome it's a massive room I was by myself I went to Goyambato by myself as well my guru told me that I can go there and explore I went there and it was really hot so I went in June and June is quite a hot time in India and they tell you that when you before you go in they say that you have to observe 10 minutes of silence and I was outside and I, I meditated before of course but it was so hot that I couldn't even close my eyes like I couldn't even close my eyes for 30 seconds. I was like, oh my God, I'm sweaty, I'm fidgety. How am I going to last 10 minutes inside? I was a bit anxious. 
And then I went in and so it's a massive dome and there's a lingam in the middle, which is quite big. And they've got like little, little cave, small cave bits in, in, in the round circle. So I just walked to a, a specific cave and I just sat down and I kid you not. So what they said was after 10 minutes, a bell will ring and it will be time for you to, you can either carry on or you can go up and leave, but leave in silence. I closed my eyes and that 10 minutes felt like 10 seconds. I was in complete bliss. I could feel the opposite side of the room. I can't explain it, but like the opposite side, the top bit, I could feel within myself, like literally 180 degrees to me. I could feel it within me and the whole room, the energy of the room was just circulating. And it was so profound that when the bell rang, I didn't expect it because I thought it was 10 seconds. And I just opened my eyes. I wish I could have stayed there longer. But I opened my eyes, I walked out and for the next four hours, I was effortlessly in silence. Wow. It was for the first time in my whole life where I was walking without no hurry, where I was smiling without no reason. I was just completely and utterly content. So content that I think like, when I think about it now, I can probably cry if I spend time within that feeling. Like that level of peace, I've, I've felt very, very rarely. And that's when I realized that space and time and all those things were just constructs of my mind. And, and it was the best, one of the best experiences of my entire life. It was so incredible that if you told me to get a flight today just for those 10 minutes, I would do it and I'll do it again and again and again. It taught me so much about life and me and, and everything within that. I think that was one of the most profound experiences that I've had. Yeah, it's very hard to believe. Sounds almost magical. Yeah, honestly, it, it's... I can't even muster up the words to explain it. It has to be experienced. It taught me about silence and the profoundness of silence and the magic of it. Because obviously in this noisy world that we live in, the social media and everything that um, we, to have that silence is, is so rare now. Also, this is something everyone's after these days, right? Like with meditation and everything, but it's so hard to achieve. I am not a meditation person. <laughs> it's very hard for me to sit yeah. in silence for like five minutes. So yeah, it's it's a little yeah. hard to believe, but at the same time, I'm like, yeah, that would be great to experience. Like I completely understand, and I think meditation as well. People can be running, and it can be meditation. You know, people can be like Sufis spin. You know, they do their Sufi meditation where they're just spinning. So I think the whole idea is just to be within yourself. So whatever form that is, people can cook, and it can be their meditation. You know, so. I think we've, we've trivialized it to sitting down. Yeah, I agree. I also think along those lines where I feel like I'm more relaxed if I'm on a walk in nature. That feels more meditative to me. I just don't, I can't sit for five minutes. <laughs> that is when like my brain is like very hyperactive, the opposite of how it's supposed to be. So that doesn't work for me. And I think that's, that's completely fair because I've spoken to like um, a mountaineer. And when he says when he's climbing mountains, it's all about the next thing because it's so dangerous. So for him, that's his meditation. And that makes complete sense to me. Like when you're only thinking about now and that's it, as you said, like it can be walking in nature or it can be anything. So I think like thinking meditation is this one, one thing. Like I think it's, uh, doesn't do justice to it. And it's not fair because everyone's an individual and it should be accessible to everybody. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And thank you so much, Kishan, for answering all my questions. Yeah. But before I let you go, if our listeners want to check out your podcast or buy your book or just get in touch with you, how can they do that? Perfect. Um, 
Firstly, thank you so much for having me on. I was a bit nervous. I was like, what are these 11 questions going to be? But I really thoroughly enjoyed speaking to you. I go by the name Spoken Third. That's three eyes in third. So you can find me on Instagram if you want to buy my book. It's on Amazon. We can just get in touch with me and we can figure out a way if you're not living in the UK. And my podcast is called Third Eye View Podcast. Again, three eyes in third. You can find it on Spotify, iTunes, everywhere. Uh, Apple Podcasts, I should say. But yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I really enjoyed this conversation. Me too. Thank you for being my guest. And it was really great talking to you. Listeners, do check out Kishan on Instagram and find us podcast. And next week, I'll meet you again with a new guest here. Thank you for listening to our conversation today. Hope you enjoyed getting to know our guest as much as I did. You can also watch a video version of this conversation on 11 Questions YouTube channel. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you are listening. And if you like this episode, please leave a 5-star rating on Apple Podcasts. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at 11QuestionsPod for more videos and updates. And I'll be back next week with a new guest. Bye!